Hey, hi, hello, hello, I'm back, I am back, Tom Weekly is back. Um, I know, I've been gone for a while, Um, like, who comes out with a podcast, and then does four episodes, and then just stops, like, who the fuck does that? Me, I, I do that. (laughs) Um, When COVID-19 had first began, well over a year ago, which, oh, goodness, it seems so long. <laughs> I was working at like a low paying job. I was very meh happy in it. Um, I was preparing for a trip to Disney World that I paid for all on my own. Uh, I was fully prepared to risk getting COVID for just one shot at feeling some of that magic that Disney World promises. Um, and I mean, I'm fully aware that the magic that would have filled me up, it would have. It would have been completely enough. I would have been there. I would have had the best time of my life. And then I would have come home. And I would have felt rejuvenated and I would have gone back to my amazing radio job and I would have gone on to be happy and living my best life. (laughs) But the thing is, is that in that time, I wasn't. I was not living my best life and I wasn't really that happy. I was moving through some really weird emotions as it pertained to COVID and uh, as I'm sure we probably all were, I was scared that I had had it or that I was scared I was going to get it or I was scared that it would kill me because I smoked and no one really knew any concrete information about it or how it spreads or if it kills you or if it kills everyone or if it kills no one at all. And we get to August and we're six months into this thing and there's no end in sight. And even now there doesn't seem to be a concrete end in sight, even with vaccinations, things like that. It seemed at the time it was time for some change for me. Um, and I've always been accepting of change. In fact, like I love it and I search for it and uh, I love the excitement and the challenge of it. Um, it's one of the reasons that I don't hold down jobs for more than five years. However, <laughs> at this point in 2020, uh, due to so many things that had happened that had topped on top of each other and on top of each other, um, change was really long overdue for me and it was really openly welcomed. Um, so one day, <laughs> I was at work. I was really mad. Something had happened and it broke my back. That was it. The straw broke my back. And I walked in and I quit. I don't know what happened. I just, it came out of me. I just said, I quit. I'm done. And so I took that as a sign from the universe to say, okay, we're, we're good here. You can move on. All is good. So that same week, three days later, my boss walked in and said my show was done. After I had come off the air, I processed all of that. The next day I went in, cleaned out my desk, left my keys on the counter, and I drove to Kelowna, BC. <laughs> and I have a reputation for spontaneity. However, I've never done something like that before taking off in the middle of a global pandemic with my best friend to someone's house who I had never met before and who had eventually, I I would come to adore, absolutely adore them, Karen and Deb shouting you out, with literally, I had $300 to my name and going to what I had secretly hoped to be the foreseeable future. um, It was literally the scariest shit I have ever done. But I will tell you that it was literally the most insanely wild shit that I needed. I didn't realize it at the time, but I had become so wildly complacent with being taken advantage of. 
not physically as in day-to-day things, but as in the emotional availability that I gave to the people around me, the people in my circles, my family, my friends. Someone would call me and they'd be having a bad day and I would take in all of that energy and I would make them laugh and I would say, have a great day. Go. You're funny. You're hilarious. You're amazing. Go on. Go have a good one. And then I would go about my day and the same way that if something need, someone needed something, I would go and I would pick up whatever they needed or I would go and I'd run around to help people out or I'd, you know, take them flowers or I would take them coffee because I wanted to make their day better. And what I didn't realize was that as much as being a good friend makes up the fabric of who I am, I don't have to be available to them all the time. In a time of COVID-19 where it became needed and almost expected to help the community, I stopped. I stopped going out of my way to help out when I wasn't asked. I started saying, sorry, I can't help today. I'm busy. And other things to that effect. And what I learned was that if it didn't benefit me in any way, not even mentally, if it didn't make me feel good in any which way, I can't do it. At least not right now. And when you're an emotional giver, like me, (laughs) you give up so much of yourself to others that you forget your morals and values as an individual. I had to actively choose myself every time. And that's fucking hard to do. When you actively make a choice that makes someone else's situation harder, it doesn't make you feel that good, to be honest. But I knew that at that moment, I was choosing what was right for me. I constantly had to remind myself that I was forming new habits. I was making a commitment to my long-term mental health. I knew that I was forming new connections that were based on a mutual understanding of boundaries and redefining what current boundaries are with people around me. When I started working with the company that I'm currently with, I was acutely aware of what I would allow this job to take from me compared to what I would give. Uh, I wouldn't work for free. I wouldn't work for anything less than what I knew I was worth. I was clear with my boss from day one. I would give her exactly what she gave me. And from the very beginning, we meshed extremely well on that topic. She knew where I was. I knew where she was. And every day, we would give each other exactly what we both deserved. Availability. Emotional availability. Now, I'm six months in, and I know that every single no that I told someone was completely worth it. Every single time that I went through that awful feeling that I had made someone stay harder, it was completely worth it. And when it came down to releasing a podcast, I thought that I was built for interviewing famous people and making people laugh, and that's what the people wanted to hear. But it turns out, (laughs) that's what I thought they wanted to hear. And alas, it ain't true. So what I found while taking this unforeseen hiatus after four episodes of this podcast is that in a world of content that's available 24-7, 365, what the listener really craves is authenticity, real talk, real stories of real people. So moving forward on this show, we talk about what we need, what we face, how we overcome, and how we as humans take responsibilities of our own journeys. And so I leave you with one of my favorite quotes by Nat Liu. Our relationships are guidance. They're learning vehicles to help us make our journey through life. And granted, we may not always like what they show us about ourselves or what we need to change, but when we pay attention, we heal, we grow, and we learn. We experience more fulfilling relationships. And if you take anything from this little mini-sode of Tom Weekly, it's that I want you to experience fulfilling relationships. If you feel that you aren't getting what you need out of a relationship with someone, be honest be open, facilitate that conversation. It's extremely fucking uncomfortable. It's not fun to do. However, it's completely worth it in the end. I promise you. 
Now, don't go anywhere because we're going to be back uh, in the next few weeks with some interviews with some really, really, really cool people. And uh, like I said, thank you for going through this extremely weird thing uh, called life with me on this podcast. And uh, I'll be making some announcements in the next few weeks. So, hey, have a beautiful rest of your day. And uh, I'll talk to you soon. Bye. Bye.